The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Nerds, discover your geeky haven with Toink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. Get ready for your spring sci-fi celebrations, including First Contact Day and May the 4th with Toink exclusives that are out of this world. Use code WINGEEKS15 to save 15% off of your order. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am group. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push... It can be exactly what you need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen. Online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the Intrepid Trio. Oh, wait. Eric, Kylan, and myself, Mike. (laughs) Were you having an identity crisis? No. I was trying to figure out if I was going to do something funny and just continue on without saying our names or... Or what? Aren't we supposed to have code names at this point? Oh, you, oh my gosh! You know that's nuts because I was just thinking the same thing. Get out of my, my head, head, sir! I, I would, I would be afraid to know what our code names are. Agents Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Uh, uh, that's better than what I thought we were going to get. Because Larry Curly and Mo. That that's true. Do we cheat them in hell? You're not wrong. Do we cheat them in hell? Since we are at the bottom level of the uh, the funding ladder, we probably would be named after things you scrape off the bottom of your shoe. Oh. But um, but that's just me feeling a little salty today. That's me, Agent Salty, at your service. (laughs) Though I prefer the term. I prefer the term Agent Saltylicious. (laughs) <laughs> oh, 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 oh I'm gonna shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I'm gonna shut up. That just reminds me of a song from a TV show. That song, but at this point, is over 20 years old, and that's all I'm gonna say about that. And I think Eric knows the song I'm talking about because I can see the look on his face. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I shall not disclose that song name here. <sighs> there is a recipe in the song, though, so, you know, oh, there's yeah. that. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, you well, know, I yeah. missed you guys. I missed you guys, seeing as we did not record last week. True. Right? I, I, I was gonna, And I was going to gush about um, going to see Top Gun Maverick. Because uh, I, I, I went, because I was going to be, I was off the next day anyway. And Don and I had plans to go see Bob's Burgers on Thursday night. But that was going to be the same night as Top Gun. But the one of the theaters that's in my area did the special sneak preview, so I did that, and um, thoroughly enjoyed myself. And I f- forgot because I rarely do those types of things that they give you a bunch of extra stuff. Um, so, like you know, you get the mini poster, but this mini poster was different from the regular poster because we went back to the theater on Thursday and Top Gun. That was like the opening night, and their poster was different from my poster. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I got this really cool pin, and that was cool. And then my wife told me that I am now the owner of a Top Gun themed NFT. I never thought I would own an NFT, not that I plan on getting rich with it or not, but whatever. So, you know, I'm like fully ensconced in the 21st century now. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> well, speaking you're of- ahead of the curve with a lot of people. Well, I guess so, you know. Yeah. Some people will be dragged into the 21st century kicking and screaming. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I would like to hope that, you know, if, if they start handing out no defunct shield tech, you know, I would love to, you know, I don't know, turn, turn Natasha into a shield flying car. I would be completely fine with that. I barely handle two dimensions. Why not throw another one in there and see what happens? What could possibly go wrong? True. <laughs> hey, have you seen Kylan with the hell of us? Some things you just cannot unsee. No, no, no. No. Well, speaking of things you can't unsee. Oh, no. May 22nd, uh, I got to take Zoe and Melissa to Epcot, to the Wonders of Xandar. Oh, yeah. And attached to the Wonders of Xandar is Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. And did you get to get, did and uh, did you get to do the full ride on it this time? We got to do the full pre-show. Oh, nice. Sweet. And the full pre-show is the Wanderers of Xandar, uh, where you you do the walkthrough and everything, and then they teleport you up to a Novacor Novacor Star Charter, who your captain is Terry Crews. Ah! And once you're on the Novacor ship, that's where the adventure begins. That's where Isan takes. So, uh, so now I got to ask the question: Terry Crews's character. Do you remember his name? Uh. Not off the top of my head, back right now. That's okay because it's not really important. My question is: Do the, the people who work for him, for his character, are they known as the Cruise Crew? No. Oh my god. No. <laughs> not. They should be. Anyone who works for Terry Cruz should be called the Cruise Crew. I agree. 
Mr. Cruz, if you are listening to the show and there's no reason why you should not make that happen, please. Uh, thank us later. Terry Crews <laughs> plays his character is known as Centurion Tau Marek or Merrick M A R I K. Marek. That could be Merrick. So if he's down in the south, it's gonna be Tau Merrick, kind of like Tau Mater, except yep. without the Tau. Well, there is a Tau, <laughs> so he just be like Tau Mater. Uh, when we rode, we got the song "Everybody Wants to Rule Rule the World." I always get tongue tied with that song. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry for you, sir. It's okay. I mean, it, Tears for Fears is not what I would consider a must have for an awesome mix. It actually works with the ride. I was, I, well, was, okay, I was impressed. Now, when I wrote it by myself in April, I had uh, One Way or Another by Blondie, which, yeah. Now, see, I would love that. Uh, the other songs in the soundtrack is September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. That one, I that's the one I question. Uh, Disco Inferno by The Tramps. Mm-hmm. Okay. I Ran, So Far Away, A Flock of Seagulls. Okay. And Conga by Gloria Estefan. You know, it, see, to me, there's a song that's missing from that, and I just feel like it really should be there. What song's that? Love Roller Coaster. Ooh, how meta. I love it. Yeah. I, I, I'm just saying, like, if I was if I was traveling with the Guardians, and I don't know, I guess I go back to was it uh, Infinity War? Like when you see them and they're, and uh, they're they're jamming out to Rubber Band Man. Yeah, that's and I'm just like, War. and I'm just sitting there and I'm thinking, like, you know what? If I, I, I just feel like that. I if I was you no know, rocking out with them, it would love roller coaster. So here's know. the question. Here's the question. Do you go the original Ohio Players version, or do you do the cover by Red Hot Chili Peppers? Ooh, and they're both really good. Uh-huh. See, so you have to go with Ohio. You have to, for, for time, for, for, for... Time, for the time period, there have to be the Ohio have to Players. Be the Ohio Players, but I will say, as far as, as far as covers go, that's a worthy cover. Yes, it is. That's a worthy cover. So, so love roller coaster. Where would you replace it with September or Conga? Conga. Okay. I don't know. I, I I'm just, almost. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I can almost see Groot dancing to Conga. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, you're right. All right. What were the other songs again? September, Disco Inferno. Everybody wants to rule the world. One way or another, I ran and Conga. Okay, and I I love I legit love. Tears for Fears. I really do, but for the feel of Guardians of the Galaxy, everybody rules the world would have to go and it'll have to be did that and it'll be replaced by Love Roller Coaster. That's just I mean the only the only way everybody rules the world, everybody wants to rule the world, the only way that would fit for me, that's the kind of song you hear if you're just cruising through. Like, you know, if you're just kind of just taking it easy, you know. There, there's no craziness going on or whatever. It's like a Saturday afternoon right. in space. Right. Okay. It, it, it is of the same vibe as Lakeshore Drive. It, yes. It's, it's definitely more mellower songs for the ride. Yes. Uh, yeah. It worked when I had it or when okay. we rode. Um, but definitely, I feel one way or another worked so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, 
September feels odd to me. Conga feels a little odd until I experience them with both. Um, I can't judge completely. Love Roller Coaster should be on there. Um, I mean, because Love Roller Coaster, okay, I know it's not on the awesome mix. It's on the second awesome mix. Is it? No, it's not. Is it on the it's on the cosmic mix? Hang on, hang on. I don't I'm not sure. Let's see. Okay. So I got another uh, song that should be Okay. Oh, here we go. As much as it pains me as a library employee to consult Wikipedia. <laughs> all right. It's not on volume one. I knew it wasn't on volume one. Uh, right. What the heck? Volume two. Do not want. Oh, crap. This is just for the first edition. Let's see. Awesome Mix Volume 2. Let's see if I can get a playlist here. I don't think it's on that either. Uh, Volume 2. Mr. Blue Sky. Fox on the Run. Lakeshore Drive. The Chain. Bring it home to me. Summer Nights. My Sweet Lord. Brandy. Yeah, it's not. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Mix. Uh, cosmic. Spell right. There's no P in Cosmic. That, that, yeah, no, there's not. Uh, do, 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 do. All right. No. Now, there is Shake Your Groove thing, which kind of has that vibe. Right. I will tell you, they were trying to stay away from uh, anything from the albums mm-hmm. they didn't want okay. on the rides. What that, that's understandable. Uh, I, I just, I, and see, to me, Love Roller Coaster just seems like one of those songs that should have been. Should have been. Not okay. that I claim to be an expert in Guardian, all things Guardian, because I'm not, but. I'll tell you another song I would have loved. What? Masquerade by Berlin. All right, I'm going to stop you guys right here. Uh-oh. Because I, I got an idea for next week. Okay. A, fanta- a, a special, whether we do a Fantastic Four takeaways next week or not, this one we do on top of it is kind of like a BOGO. Submit, you know, do your four songs that are not currently part of any awesome mix that should be. And we and could we call, call it the MMG Fantastic, Fantastic Mix. Boom. The Intrepid Trio Fantastic Mix. Fantastic. The intre- Intrepid Mix. Intrepid Mix. The Intrepid Mix. I like, I it. like it. We got Awesome Mix. We got Cosmic Mix. We'll have Intrepid Mix. And see, I've got the six songs for Mission Breakout. I mean, that's available online. The list. Okay. Of course, now we got the Cosmic Rewind playlist. As soon as I get my iTunes back up, I am making a playlist or creating a album where I will copy those songs, make copies and put them on my desktop and change the album to Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind mix, the Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout mix, and have those as mini albums or or iTunes. And those of you who are listening, reach out to us via Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, because we're on all three. Yep. Give us your top four. Perfect. We'll make this audience participation number two. We, I want to hear what's in your head canon awesome mix. Your intrepid mix. Yeah. I wish we could play the songs uh, without copyright infringement. Well, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you set up a Spotify list or something. 
Ooh, does that mean we got to create a shared, uh, well, if I create it with Mighty Mar- with the Mighty Marvel Geeks Gmail, then we all yeah. have access to it to create a playlist that could be shared. This could be dangerous. I already got three of my four already. <laughs> I've got one. I, I, I've got one. I've got a few ideas. I got a few ideas. I got to come up with the uh, other three. The other three. But I've got, got one. And I got and number I got four. Number I'm done. done. I just want, can I just call dibs on one right now? Number okay. four. Number four. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I want to call dibs on werewolves of London. You know what? You know, not, not not even on this not, list, man. It's all you. Not, there we go. There we go. It's not on my list. So there's there's the teaser. And, and, and well, you guys already know one of mine because I I threw out their love roller coaster. So you, you know one of there mine. So hey, you guys okay. know. You guys know one of mine. Okay, there you so, go. So yeah, that's it. So yeah, so yeah, seriously, listen here, folks. I honestly, because I think all three of us, all three of us love music. Okay, and I, I'm one of those people that I, even at my desk, respectfully, I, I keep music going all the time. That's just what I do. So that's why I bond with people. I may not know you, but if you happen to be jamming to a song that I think is really cool, then, you know, we're going to, we, we, we click on a certain level. So we really want to know, we want you guys to participate. Hit us up. Uh, Seriously. Eric can tell you for the longest while, if he needed a song from a Marvel soundtrack, all he had to do was contact me. Cause that, <laughs> what up, at, up until midway through, or up all the way through phase two, I had everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that what it was, Eric? I had pretty much. I think it was up to. Uh, uh, I think it was closer to the end of phase two. I, I, I think I was all the way through phase two, partially into phase three. Okay, so I mean, and we're talking. I had Punisher Warzone. I think I finally found the Punisher soundtrack. Are we talking Dolph Lundgren Punisher? I ha- I believe I have that one as well. But I have okay. I have the one with Travolta, the Punisher. Oh, that's not. Uh, that's that's, that's not, uh, the one with the. Uh, gosh, what's his name? A uh, Jane Thomas Jane. Yes. Yeah. Who actually is quite entertaining in the in the show. Hung. It's not what I expected, and it was funny. It was it was a fun show. Um, I've been watching him on uh, the Expanse. Okay, let's check that out. Yeah, see if I'm into it. Yeah. Um. Now here, here's wait. Thursday's blinking at me. Any honorable mentions to add, gentlemen? I think we just did. So are we going to be adding doing five? So we're adding honorable mentions as well. Well, I I would say what we just spit out there was honorable mentions. Yeah. Okay. So we're we're going to do our our Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. and then that one that is just right on the edge that should make it. Mm. See now I got oh I may have my number two. I just got to figure out what year it was released. I mean, uh, so what? What year was it that? Um, what year was it that that Peter was abducted? Was that eighty two, eighty three? In the eighties, it couldn't. It had to be after eighty two because Epcot opened in eighty two, and Peter says he was at Epcot. Right. I thought it was eighty four. Hang, hang on. Let's 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 look this up because Congo. I was thinking. Conga was yeah. at least 86. Yeah. I was thinking like late 80s. Uh, galaxy. No Z in Galaxy. Important FYI. <laughs> uh, 1988. There we go. Oh, Applaud. Uh, according to Wikipedia. I know. So Shoot me, Derek. So, 
Uh, mm. In 1988, following his mother's death, a young Peter Quill is abducted from Earth by a group of alien thieves and smugglers called Ravagers. Oh, wait. So, it. that leaves a lot. That leaves quite a bit of music. Mm-hmm. I was in college when Quill was abducted. I was going into I was get, I was going into my senior year of high school. I I was let's see eighty eight. Yeah, I was I was going into my senior year. I graduated in eighty nine, so eighty eight, eighty nine. I graduated yeah. eighty nine as well. Oh, okay. You're just young little snaps. <laughs> Listen here, you old mister. Uh, tease me about my age. I'll beat you with my cane. <laughs> I'll be saying that on June 23rd after surgery. And run over you with my walker. Okay. I just I, realized. I, okay. One of, one of mine just went bye-bye. Now that I know that I can go up to 1988, I got it. You know, part of this, the fun of this for me, not only sharing what I would put in there, guessing what you two are putting in there. <laughs> I should be See, okay. I, I am I am so I'm I am so jazzed to 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 hear what you guys are <sighs> yes. what you guys are gonna pull out. I yes. really am. Yes. I am good. You can tell this is a slow time for news, Marvel news, because yeah. you know this is this is when we just make stuff up as we go along. We uh we wing it. I, I have I have two of my songs. And I just totally changed two of my songs. But I'm still good now. <laughs> that list is gonna be revised fifteen times between now and next week. I'm 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 gonna lie here and say no, I'm good. But you're probably right, Eric. I'm like <laughs> now now that I know I got until eighty eight, and I'm like, oh I don't and you know what the thing is? There was there's a lot of great music in that time that was not necessarily like huge had a huge presence on the radio. See, like there like there was this period of time where like there were songs like and I I noticed it now when I because I have satellite radio and I'll be listening to the 80s and the 90s stations and there are songs that'll play and I vaguely remember it and it seemed like at the time the song was super popular for whatever reason but after that little period of time you know three four five months however long that song was played that's it you don't hear it again until you want to hear a song from the treasure chest and then they play that you're like oh my god i just got off of work and i was on my way home to do some homework when i heard that song <laughs> mm. Oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. Okay, that's good. <laughs> oh, boy. No, I just I just had a uh, a thought of what I would put in there and for a split second I thought it was too late. But you're good? Yeah, I'm good. I, I just a quick shot look on the online said this particular song was uh was dated to 1991. Okay. But uh no, it actually was released in the mid 80s. See, don't you just I, I I love their songs that were like released and then all of a sudden they get this sudden burst of popularity like five years later. You're like, you know, like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, like uh Smash Mouth All Star. Yeah. Yeah, because that was that's how I mean, that how how old was the song before it was released? Well before 
I guess because it, it had to have been with about three or four year old song. Like it was on their first album or something like that. I think. It, it, yeah, it was. Uh, it, it, you really didn't start hearing about it until literally everybody was putting it in the in their movie. Right. Right. I think like after what walk was their big one was Walking on the Sun. Was yeah, that the that's first the one. one? I, that's the first one I remember. And then, like after walking on the sun, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, hey, we can throw this song in this trailer. We can throw this song with this album mix. We can throw this and like All Star was everywhere." <laughs> Shrek and Mystery Men were the first two I remember it being in part of. Yes, if you strike from whence you hide, then you hide from whence you strike. <laughs> I'll take great Sphinx quotes for 200, Alex. <laughs> See, I, I have two of my songs. These last two are going to be tough. You got, you got 12, you got 12 years of music. You you you'll find something, no, man. No. You're, you're, what do you mean, twelve years of music? Cause wasn't what wasn't he twelve when his mom when he when um when yeah, he was the, abducted? But the music was created by by his by mom. his mother. Oh, that's right. Remember, well, she, yeah. dude, you got and, and she meets ego in what sixty eight? Yeah, yeah, thereabouts. Okay, dude, you got you got uh you got a ton of music, man. You got. Heck, you got all the Jackson Five stuff you wanted to throw it in there. I'm just saying. You got all the Beatles. You got all the Beatles Jackson stuff. Jackson Five music is in there. Well, that's right. It, there's two different songs. There's one on uh, Cosmic Mix or Awesome Mix One and in uh, Mission Breakout. Which songs on Mission Breakout? Uh, is it ABC? No, I want to say that's in. Uh, no, I thought uh, I thought I Want You Back was in Volume One. I think yeah, I think I Want You Back is in Volume One. Dancing machine. That okay. The songs from Mission Breakout are <laughs> I Want You Back, Hit Me With Your Best Shot, Give Up the Funk. Oh Free Ride. Ooh. Earning Love. Born to be Wild. Oh. Yeah. I see, I have forgotten about Mission Breakout. And, yeah, I did too. And, and there goes a few of uh, of the contenders right there for me. <laughs> yeah, I you know what? I'm glad I because give up the funk would have been on the short list for me, and I'm glad that I didn't because, well, okay, so there's a ton of music still out there, but oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but 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 give up the funk, man. Yeah, that is that space cruising music right there. Okay, so that, that an atomic dog. Um, <laughs> yes, it is. I want you back. Futuristic bow wow. Is in awesome mix number one, which I'm surprised. Then that it's also in uh, in uh, Mission Breakout. It's so nice hey. they won it twice. <laughs> Apparently so. Now, now, can you imagine Drax just sitting there mouthing along to bow wow wow yippee yo yippee a bow wow yippee yo yippee a about Drax about Drax about Drax bouncing Drax to, uh, to uh, rapper's delight. Rapper's delight. <laughs> Why must Why I must be, I like, be that? like that? <laughs> <laughs> Why must I chase the cat? <laughs> it's nothing but the dog in me. <laughs> okay. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. He can't be bouncing to it because he is not a dancer. That's right. He does not dance. 
I, I, and it would be the most serious sounding, <laughs> like, like because he takes everything literally. Like, like yes. that would be like some kind of existential philosoph- yes. philosophical question for him. Why must I be like that? Why must I chase the cat? I think it's odd. Why would I chase a cat? That's the one song. Cats are ambush predators. They do not run. They stall. So anyway, getting back to the ride. (laughs) As we set up next week's show. (laughs) Yeah, we're setting up next week. We are having way too much fun with next week's show this week. Oh. Oh. Oh man, th- so th- this, this is tangent. It's so hard. So hard. I'm good with it. <laughs> we will tangent on the show. We will tangent here. I am great. Oh, well, oh, you know what? Here's something because I now remember if we did this with the last show. Did we did we talk about um, uh, Doctor Strange? What about Doctor Strange? A little bit. So what? What do we mean with Doctor Strange? Uh, talking about the movie. Did, no, because Eric hasn't seen it yet. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I could just like go into the other room and let y'all talk about it. No. Of course, you know, I also don't give a rat's backside about spoilers. So, uh, this one, I am Groot. I am Groot. You dropped a spoiler in that I am Groot, didn't you? I am Groot. <laughs> Kiss your I am, Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. Uh, I am Groot. Whoa! Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I I think you do need to see the film before we could talk about it. Sorry, Eric. <laughs> well, I can I can take the headphones off. No, 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 no. Wave me back in. No, no. You, you gotta see the film because you, you're gonna you're gonna want to jump in on the conversation. Mm-hmm. Trust see, that's us. Trust us. Take off. Take all no, the headphones. No, no. We we said once you see the film, we'll talk about it. Crap, you're going to go make me watch a movie. <laughs> hey, the, the first Doctor Strange, you guys went and saw it, and it took me till Thanksgiving to see it that particular year. That's true. It was almost three weeks. So, yeah, we're okay. <sighs> okay. Sorry, y'all. Um, but to continue with the ride, uh, according, um, taking a step inside the wonders of Xandar building, visitors realize just how fun, big, fun, and funny the whole experience is from start to finish. So what can you expect? Well, first, uh, sitting outside the wonders of Xandar Pavilion, and everyone's seen the pictures of it. I know these guys have seen pictures of it with me in front of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Star Blaster, the Novacore Star Blaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no need to travel to another planet, let alone another galaxy, as the Xandorians have come here to us to share their lifestyle and culture with Epcot guests. Um, so you had the Star Blaster at, as their display piece. And the way it looks, it looks like there's a working elevator to load someone up into the ship. But the way the display, so it's almost, you know, people are going, crit- critiquing it. Oh, originally, oh, it's just a steel girder holding it up. Well, hello, it's construction. Give it time. They themed it. They made it look like it was a dock for the ship to, to land on. These people are going to be in a world of hurt when they see what Star Wars TIE fighters get attached to. <laughs> yeah, they hang. They either hang off a catwalk or like in uh, Force Awakens, we see they're, they're all lined up down the wall with a bay into them. Uh, the, Galax, the Galaxarium, the entryway uh, 
to the wonders of Xandar, stepping inside the pavilion brings visitors into the presence of Worldmind, a Nova Core sentient supercomputer who is busy explaining the culture and planet of Xandar, while also br- bridging the gap between that and Earth. Worldmind has a lot to say and teach about Xandar, and is pretty fascinating by some earthly items. Listen closely, you may hear the AI call out some familiar things to visitors, like Peter Quill's mixtape and a turkey leg. <laughs> uh, from there, you move into the Xandar Gallery. Traveling further into the pavilion, uh, and I got some pictures I need to send you guys from this. Uh, guests go on a winding path through different displays, models, and videos, showcasing the the people and places of Xandar. Additionally, some of these presentations convey just how alike Terra, that's Earth, and Xandar really are. You may even catch a glimpse of Walt Disney himself in the original plans for Epcot, which is very cool. Did you do see that? Cool. <laughs> Speaking of the original Epcot, uh, Peter Quill, Gamora, and Rocket, and even more of the Guardians make an appearance in the Guardians of the Gal- er, in the gallery as well. However, someone's going to have to break the new bad news to Quill that the dinosaur ride he was hoping to see again is long gone. He also makes reference to Horizons and Kitchen Cabaret. (laughs) You know, (sighs) I miss Horizons. There, I've said it. Uh, Through the gallery as well. Uh, not only is there a big uh, diorama showing a lot of the stuff of Xandar, which it's kind of we kind of see in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, they also have a reference of the different ships, like the Star Blaster, the the uh, Star Cruiser, and some of the other ships throughout the Nova Corps, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, you also get to see some of the uniforms of the different ranks that the different ranks wear in the Nova Corps. Cool, and and what their rank badge looks like. Is there is there something that looks a lot like what Nova would wear? A little bit. That that's almost like a battle armor that's put on over the. It's almost like a chest plate that's put on over. Okay. Well, that's which is all stuff we've kind of already seen anyway. Yeah, we've seen the stuff in the first Guardians movie, and right. The only thing we don't see is the helmet. Yeah. And honestly, the way that those outfits and the comics have evolved over the years, mm-hmm. you know, there's no telling. Right. I do like I do like how because back in the comics, the Nova, the the Nova Corps, the Nova agents, for lack of a better, the, the Nova Corpsmen, they their outfits were kind of like the the spandex bodysuits as well. True. But I like what I like what the first Guardians movie did with them and took them from being like spandex bodysuits to actual actual uniforms, actual fatigues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So I would think that when we finally see Nova on on the big screen, uh, he'll be wearing a Nova Corps uniform. Right. But with but with additional accoutrements probably. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping to expect. Now, uh, from once you leave the gallery, you go into the phase chamber, um, which is it's kind of cool. While taking the tour of the Galaxium and the Sandar Gallery, uh, the the main thing is you're there to see the cosmic generator. Uh, this is what helps create the jump points through space. Uh, this is the thing that the Sandarians are wanting to demonstrate to Epcot. You know, bring to to Disney to Epcot to the Pavilion to to show. Hey, check out the 
know, this technology that we helped create with the jump points, with the cosmic generator. Uh, and it's a very quick way to travel one location to another. Uh, and everyone has, and the Zandorians have invited everyone for a demonstration, which will actually take place aboard a Nova Corps star charter orbiting Earth. Thanks to an introduction from Nova Prime, uh, the leader of Xandar and the commander of Nova Corps, and assisted by Nova Prime's top officer, Centurion Talmaric, uh, to get ready to travel into space. It's completely safe, so don't worry. Uh, <laughs> but as the because what they do is they, they take you into this room and, it's telep- uh, and they're going to teleport you up to the star star cruiser or star I said star charter. Sorry. Star cruiser is a different franchise. Right. Uh, so they teleport you up. So when you're in, you know, they say stay within the green line or you know, where things are going to happen. Like they you know, warn you about in Star Trek as well you now with the transporter. Um, the room, uh, the lights fluctuate, go up and down, up and down. I mean, you can still pretty much see, then all of a sudden it goes black for about a second or two. Then all of a sudden lights are up and you're on board the ship. Mm-hmm. Ye- to me, I got that vibe that I was actually teleported. It, nice. It, it sold well. That sounds very much like, I don't know if you guys ever went to uh, Vegas when this was, uh, when this was in place. But uh, the I think it was the MGM Grand that had the Star Trek experience. Yeah, I I wasn't there for it, but yeah. You just described teleporting onto the Enterprise D. Okay. I mean, they had something very very similar. Now I can I know which wall disappears to to reveal the main room, um, but I'm not sure if it splits and half goes up, half goes down, or the whole thing goes up. I don't know because I don't remember seeing or feeling a break in the floor where the where this would drop. Mm. But it's impressive the way it opens up. Uh, trying to think, what other attraction was there at Disney that, that did that type of thing? Haunted Mansion? Uh, stretch room, yes, but no. Um, maybe I'm not thinking Disney. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, kinda. Yeah, but not. no. Um, oh, um, extraterrestrial alien encounter. Yeah. Yeah. They they also were doing a we're an alien group that we are sharing technology with Earth and want to come bring you along for a demonstration. Yeah. Using teleportation. Yeah, but the the effects I'm talking about does not happen in the main showroom. Okay. I think it was in the maybe it was in the pre show or alien encounter. No, there was a there was some show well, stuff in the main show. Yeah, there there lights out and then the center chamber glows then goes black and then it shows um the broken chamber where the alien has gotten out then it goes black again and that's when all the sensory stuff happens mm-hmm. um i'm thinking universal's poseidon's adventure over at islands of adventure oh, the final yeah. battle room yes yes mm-hmm. i know what you're talking about that type of reveal i didn't think about that because i've only done that once it's still a fun room. It is. It was It was fun. I, I love that attraction. And I hope if they ever decide to get rid of it, I hope they modify it for Harry Potter to be the Chamber of Secrets. Mm. Where the final thing is, is you see Harry battling the snake. They add the flame effects in. That would be. Um, so anyway, so once you're on the ship, uh, that's when the adventure really begins because Isan shows up steals the cosmic generator uh, oh. for himself. And of course, last time we talked about the ride, I said, I didn't know what really the story was. Mm-hmm. Well, Isan stealing it to go back in time and get rid of 
everything. Mm. We're talking about going back to the beginning of the Big Bang. Oh, shutting Stop. down the Big Bang. Okay. Yeah. Um, at first, I was like, oh, he's just going to get rid of Quill, going back far enough to get rid of Quill and get rid of the Guardians and everything from that point forward. But I believe he goes back to try and shut down the Big Bang. Big Bang. So it, the whole thing just doesn't happen in general. No yeah. for any of <laughs> Yeah, because when when the three of us talked about it, you had done like the cast member preview, but the pre-show was not. I did not you get didn't the pre-show. See that. Yep. So uh, the guardians come in and say, "Well, they can help, and they can they can do the jump points as well without the. You know, they can calculate calculate it with the Milano uh, or whatever the new. Yeah, I think it's the Milano still at this point. Um, and that they can use the escape pods, which are called star jumpers, to get everyone through, or the shuttles." Uh, and they're called star jumpers. So while the guardians are in route to help recover the cosmic generator, they're going to need some help. Uh, this is where the cosmic tour turns into a cosmic adventure. Uh, Merrick informs everyone that they should head out to the star jumpers, which are the shuttles that launch from the star charter. However, they're being programmed to follow Isan as he travels back in time through the mutant jump point in hopes to help stop him before the guardians arrive. What happens next? Only your adventure in Cosmic Rewind will we'll guide you. And this is where, yes, the reverse launch. Well, that makes sense now. And, and again, this is not a normal roller coaster. This is what they call an Omni Coaster because the cars are capable of 360 spin <laughs> during the ride. So instead of the cars being locked in place and going into a bank, they can now turn into the bank. You know, it's almost like you're drifting into the bank as you're going around. <laughs> it's oh, cool. so cool. Uh, and then on top of that, uh, since the attraction is now open, someplace I still need to check out, and I have already booked reservations for Epcot for Father's Day, just so I so we could go check out the, uh, the gift shop because it wasn't open when we were there. <laughs> Um, there are, with the gift shop, there are four different collections debuting in the gift shop. The Heroes of Xandar, Honorary Guardians, Root Through the Years, and Through the Eyes of Quill. Through the Eyes of Quill. Through the Eyes of Quill. <laughs> oh, uh, no. the Guardians are, are heroes, uh, so that the inspiration for the Heroes of Xandar line came from this idea <clears throat> of, uh, you know, the Guardians being the heroes because they're here, because they saved the planet. Um, they could also be like celebrity rock stars. Uh, so the heroes send our line came from the idea of putting the guardians in their own kind of concert galaxy tour, celebrating their victories and rock and roll. This in mind, the guardians obviously needed a concert tea. Uh, we go back, uh, according to alt, uh, who is alt, uh, Tracy alt, senior brand manager for Disney, senior brand manager. Uh, she goes, we go back to that classic concert vibe. We worked with our franchise partners to identify the locations that the Guardians have visited. So on the back of the shirt, all the classic st concert style is a listing of all the places. Now, honorary Guardians, after helping save the uh, after helping the Guardians of the Galaxy save the planet, uh, they name you an honorary Guardian. Star Lord said it himself. So if you want to wear the badge of honor on your sleeve, the honorary Guardians items are for you. Uh, putting inspiration from the Guardians of the Galaxy films, the collection features Star-Lord Gamora. Uh, if you look at things from the actual costumes, we brought those to life in different ways. 
within the products itself. Uh, I know Eric and I are both wanting a hat that says uh, Honorary Guardians that has the Ravengers logo or the Guardians logo and it says Honorary above it. And it has the, uh, the Stargate pattern mm. across the one side of the hat. Uh, it's very, uh, it doesn't scream jump gate, but it's subtle enough to be very, very pleasing in my eyes. I think, Eric, it was the same thing with you. You saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, so according to all, it was very important us to have authentic storytelling within this space. When it comes to things like Star Lord's iconic jacket, we wanted to make it wearable for guests. Uh, we really worked out a lot of getting the right weight of the material we're using and actually weathering it. Uh, it's not something typically done with that this kind of fabrication, but we were able to work with it and find the right one. So the details. As the same thing goes for Gamora's vest and sword. The front is authentic, but we also extend it to the back. Of the seam of the details uh really make sure that we got it authentic so to what she wears in the film i've seen a lot of people come through and really gravitating towards that sword as well i can't wait to see what guests think <coughs> only catch is the vest is for the little ones Aww. and that's gonna that's gonna hurt some people uh group through the years spanning from baby group all the way up to adult mm-hmm <laughs> Uh, so you're ha- in addition to a uh, scented plush that smells like cedar and cinnamon, in addition to a dancing group light up bubble blower, that's going to be like a dance party. Uh, there, there's going to be all types of references. Uh, there's also two small toys for Rocket and Groot where their eyes pop out of their heads, just like the two of them going through jump points in real life. And actually, <laughs> uh, the few things I saw said something like jumping through 700 jump points was a phrase that was tied with it. Yeah, because mammalian life forms can't are not supposed to go through more than what was it 30 or 40? Something like that. And of course they do what 700 in the film. Yeah. Supposedly. Let's, let's see if we can track down that exact quote. Uh anyway, through the eyes of Quill. If you're looking for a collection that is a perfect blend of 80s Epcot nostalgia and Guardians then through the eyes of Quill are items for you. As it, as Alt explains, Peter actually came and visited Epcot in the 80s as a child. So these are the things that he's going to remember. Team went back and looked at actual items from Epcot in the 80s and pulled inspiration from that to create what's available now. And that's another piece of merch that I really, really want. Yeah. Uh, we have silhouettes that you're going to remember from the 80s. Some items are going to be classic or iconic. Uh, you're going to understand right where they came from. We have a mug, which is the actual mug silhouette fe- featuring figment that was available when Journey into Imagination opened. So it's the same <laughs> silhouette there. Uh, using retro designs reminiscent of Epcot of yesteryear, the team looked at 80s designs and melded it with the Guardians. Uh, in addition, there's a color-changing bug, which when hot reveals the Quill family trip from 1987. So this would be what Epcot looked like at, in that time frame when he was here with his family. So he visited Epcot a year before he <laughs> was abducted. Yes. Mm. Okay, just side note. The, the number is 50. Okay. The exact quote is, it ain't healthy for a mammalian body to hop more than 50 jumps at a time. We're about to do 700. Um, <laughs> there's also a design honoring all the ships of Epcot, including the two from Guardians and Spaceship Earth. That's the one. That's the one I want. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's some cool stuff. Uh, go join um, the Avengers Campus. Oh, I, I usually don't plug 
Facebook pages. Uh, so check out the Facebook page. Avengers Campus Expo is where um, a lot of people are on there. Uh, one of the private shoppers was on there showing everything. A lot of the stuff from the gift shop today. Okay. Like there's Zandorian credits, uh, Novacore data cards, data file cards. Um, you could get either Iron Man's gauntlet or the Infinity gauntlet and buy your own stones to put in it. Once you put all the stones oh, cool. in it, it makes lights. It, it lights up and makes noises, um, et cetera, et cetera. Don't go snapping with it, though, right? <laughs> well, it, if you decide to get both snap, snap to get rid of, then make sure you snap to bring back. But I, I'm almost afraid if you snap both at the same time, what would happen? <laughs> so um, then uh, they also have the Tesseract, the Orb. Uh, there are a few other things that the stones had appeared in in the film. So, I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff there. Uh, but there's a, a gal by the name of Lisa Marie Shane that posted a lot of pictures today from her uh, scouting trip to the gift shop to see what all was there. So go check that out. Cool. Uh, and then I'm going to go, as much as I had other stories to talk about, I, I got to go with this other story that's a little bit more important today. Um, a very well-known fan favorite comic artist uh, who became an editor in 1998 um, and eventually became a chief creative officer of the company has parted ways with Marvel. Joe Casada announced that today, May 31st, is his last day at Marvel. Yeah. It, it's sudden. It, it's definitely sudden. Yep. Yeah. He, um, you know, he, he, he's done a lot mm -hmm. uh, for, for the company and, um prior to prior to the emergence of the MCU like he for a while there was the face of Marvel um yep. like uh was it Disney Disney XD had uh along with uh when they would run their uh, Disney shows he would uh do he had something that he did called Marvel Masterclass and just kind of talk about, you know, sh showing how to draw uh, a character, um, and you know, to just kind of. And there were a couple of other little fillers that they would do between shows, and he was that face, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, for a lot of people who didn't necessarily know who Stan Lee was, he was sort of like Stan Lee for them. You know, that he filled that 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 space. Um, I was surprised when I heard the news, um, you know, but I understand it. You know, he's been with the company over 20 years, you know, and he's been he's been in the comic book industry uh, since 1990. I mean, he originally he was originally hired by DC Comics, um, including like a, a Superman story and. Uh, well, no, excuse me. Uh, no, he would. This is talking about his uh, his three page sequences. Mm -hmm. One of Superman, one of them was X Men, and it, and here's the thing. Here's the thing that I that I thought was was brilliant. The third three page sequence from his twelve page portfolio was a vignette of two people having coffee. Yeah, was not was not superheroes and supervillains. <laughs> was not like whammo blammo space fantasy mm -mm. 
And this is something that my art instructors and the few times that I was actually asked for feedback when I was in the industry, uh, you, you focus on the mundane because that's what's going to get you in. This is what's going to keep you in business. Yes, mm-hmm. it's great that you can draw, you know, chiseled physiques and, you know, and, and energy blasts, but most of these characters take place in the actual world. You have to sell the fact that they are in a, an actual place. Mm-hmm. And that means you're going to have to do mundane illustration. You're going to have to right. illustrate the mundane. You're going to have to do the humdrum. Mm-hmm. And that's where that's where a lot of otherwise talented, otherwise you know, artists with, with potential – that's why they fall short because they don't think about that. Right. And, 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 you know, and that's true. Like if you really stop and think about it, um, yeah, you, you think about the splash pages with, you know, the epic battles and the energy blasts and, you know, Hulk throwing a car or a caps cap b- bouncing the shield off the wall and then off a tree. And then, Knocking, not knocking the the spit out of uh, a hydra agent, you know. But what really sticks with you, and and I don't know why this is an image that has stuck with me for years. And it must have it had to have been with one of the early Captain Americas that I got. Is Steve? Uh, I think he was working as a graphic artist. Is Steve walking? Down the down you know, the street in New York, with uh, his uh, case, and in my head I'm sitting there and I'm looking at it and I'm wondering, is he does he keep is that full of drawings or is it or is that his shield or is it both? Because you know he he would you know carry the shield with them everywhere too. So you know and, and that's fairly mundane. He was just on his way to work or maybe to a meeting. But that's the kind of stuff that sticks with you. Now, my first experience with with Casada's work was when he was at Valiant and he was doing uh, work on Ninjak. Oh, yes. I think I have. I think I still have the issue. You know, some issues of that, and mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm pretty sure I have an inked board from him. Wow. Ink board of his. I love Ninjak. <laughs> I just, I, I, I forgot. I, for, yeah. I, I, I actually, no, I didn't realize that he had worked at Valiant. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, I mean, that's where I remember him from. But of course, you know, 20 years at Marvel. So it's, yeah, yeah most people are going to remember him from Marvel. And, right. So, uh, with Casada, um, he was responsible for Marvel Max. And oh, looked yeah. into his indie roots to take risk on creators like Bendis, Michael Evian, Oming, and others who brought an energy to Marvel that was nothing, that was anything but the house of style at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also, in 2010, was named chief creative officer at Marvel Entertainment. Uh, just after the birth of the Marvel Cinematic Universe created a wave of new projects that he and his editors were responsible for. Uh, he left 
his editor-in-chief role in 2011, um, and his position was retitled as executive vice president and creative director in 2019. A lot of the big things he was involved with uh, as chief creative officer was more of the animated series, different animated series. Mm-hmm. Now, um, after leaving almost 25 years as an editor and executive with the company, 98, yeah, that's when I started. That's when I started with Disney was in 98. <laughs> so he had been at Marvel as long as I had been with Disney. Right. So um, CB Sabolsky came out and said, as an artist, a storyteller, Joe is second to none. What he's accomplished in the comics industry from the day I started at Marvel years ago, I became an editor largely due to his encouragement. Uh, he's embodied the heart of Marvel and the work we do. And he's taught me and so many others how to do the same. Following in his footsteps is no easy task as he set the creative bar so high. He's always gone above and beyond to lend me his ear as a mentor and offer his sage advice when needed. He's someone I could call family, and I know so many on our editorial team feel the same. While Joe's moving on to begin his next chapter, I'm thrilled that we're going to be here together on a few projects, uh, that we're going to keep working together on a few projects, and he'll never be far from our stories here. Uh, mm-hmm. Kevin Feige uh, came out and said, there are, very, there are few who know Marvel Comics like Joe and his countless contributions uh, have helped create characters and stories that will never stop growing and evolving. Uh, I am grateful for his creative leadership and collaboration over the years, and I wish him nothing but the best for what's next. So, yeah. Wow. Definitely, that was a shot heard around the comic book world today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wow. now is what's he going to work on next? Uh, I think he, he needs to. Gonna... I think he needs to work on coming on this show. Yes, he does. We would definitely welcome him. So, um, I don't know where he goes next. Does he go back to indie roots? Mm, I mean, well, you know, I, I would. I, mean, I would love to see him and Jimmy Palmiot. Pulmonality get back together for a new project on it on an indie project that would be pretty cool. I actually colored some of Palmiati's inks once. Very cool, very cool. Mm. Jimmy's a nice guy. He's a great guy, or at least he is around the fans. I don't know how he is to work with. I trying to think if I actually talked to him at that point. No, I don't. I met him at a con later several years after but um and he seemed he was very cool then okay. so it i never actually had the chance to talk with him while working on something with him i the times i've met him at shows i've never had a bad experience right with him uh him and amanda uh his wife amanda connor so uh any final thoughts guys mm, no I'm- I'm just gonna try and resist the urge to uh, modify my um, my picks for next week. <laughs> I don't know how well that's gonna go. You have but 15 we'll see. times more to go. I I have two down so far, and one of them I've mentioned many times in the past. So hopefully that gets y'all going. Mm-hmm. Crap. <laughs> and then uh, I just got two more. There you go. And, I've, <laughs> and now that two more, I've got like six or seven that could fill that spot. Right. <laughs> so. Um, well, if there's nothing else, then uh, Thursday, if you would, please. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Well, just time to go dark. Mm-hmm.